Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Milan Jordan. Welcome back to the MMA Daily Blitz, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check out our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. And tell me what you think of the show, and I'd love to interact with you, talk about MMA and anything else going on in the world of sports. All right, this weekend, the UFC returns to Long Island uh, for a fight on, back on broadcast television. It'll be UFC on ABC3, and note it is an afternoon fight card. Uh, the prelims start at 11 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN+, and then the main card over on ABC at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the main event for UFC on ABC3 is a featherweight matchup between a couple of top contenders, Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez, and both of these guys have shown they can go into deep waters of a fight, very evenly matched. Uh, the average fight length for both guys in a fight is right around the 14-minute mark. And if you figure for three-round fights, that's three-round fights are 15 minutes. Championship fights are 25 minutes. So most of these guys, most of their fights have been uh, three-rounders. Uh, Ortega, he is the number two ranked featherweight. He's 15-2 and two overall. His two losses, well, to no slouches. Uh, the featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, and also to then-champion Max Holloway. Uh, his other loss. And even though he was losing the fight to Volkanovski, Ortega came really close to choking out the champ, but just, just couldn't quite finish the job. But uh, he does have 15 victories in his MMA career, three by knockout, seven by submission. Uh, he is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, also is a striker as well. He has four first-round finishes, but again, he likes to go deep in the fights and shown he has really good cardio. Uh, some of his notable victories for Ortega include uh, the Korean zombie, Frankie Edgar, and Cub Swanson. Meanwhile, Yari Rodriguez, outstanding 14-3 record with one no contest. He looks the biggest victory of his UFC career, and it's believed to be that if he wins this fight, he will get a shot at the title against Alexander Volkanovsky. He's the third-ranked UFC, by the way. Uh, he's a freestyle, freestyle fighter. Uh, he prefers a stand-up game, but he could take the fight to the ground if he has to. Uh, five of his wins are by knockout, three by submission. Again, going back to his versatility, he has four first-round finishes. He's won 11 of his last 14 fights. Among those victories, Jeremy Stevens, the Korean Zombie, and BJ Penn, although BJ Penn was well past his prime at this time. But still, anytime you can have a W over the prodigy, one of the MMA legends in BJ Penn, that's certainly a notch in your belt. So this should be a fun fight. Both guys are not afraid to stand and bang, and uh, we'll see how this goes. And wouldn't surprise me this does go the distance because, as I mentioned earlier, both of these guys have tremendous cardio, Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. All right, the co-main event is in the women's strawweight division, Amanda Lemos against Michelle Karate Hottie Watterson, uh, a couple of veteran fighters. Uh, Lemos, 35 years old. She's a boxer. She's a Muay Thai striker. Uh, seven of her wins are by knockout, two by submission, a guillotine choke, rear naked choke. Uh, she's known to finish fights quickly. She has eight first-round finishes. Uh, her last fight, though, was a first-round submission loss to Jessica Andrade via arm triangle choke. That was back in April. That snapped a five-fight winning streak. But, again, Amanda Lemos, very successful fighter. Uh, she has five knockdowns landed as a UFC women's strawweight. That is the most in that division in UFC history. Meanwhile, one of the more popular Female fighters, it's 36-year-old karate hottie Michelle Watterson. She's coming off a 14-month layoff due to injury, 
And to, according to some reports, perhaps those might have even been career-threatening injuries. Uh, but during that time off, it's given her a chance to reflect and really given her a new lease on life, she said earlier this week. She's feeling good physically and mentally heading into this matchup against Lemos Watterson. Uh, she's well-rounded. She's a very speed. Uh, speed is her game. Very quick fighter. Incredibly flexible so she can, you know, get out of any any submission attempt or any awkward position and also uh, strike at any time. Uh, but she does have eight straight decisions. Half of her wins have come via submission. But again, her last eight fights, win or loss, have been uh, have gone the distance. So she does have tremendous cardio as well. Uh, since being a win away from getting a UFC title shot a couple of years back, she has lost three of her last four, but she's lost to very high-level fighters. Carla Esparza, the current champ, former two-time champ Joanna Janjajic, and also top contender Marina Rodriguez. Uh, this should be a fun fight as well. Uh, a couple of girls was not afraid to stand and bang, and if they have to wrestle, fine, they will, but uh, expect this to be a, a slugfest as well in the strawweight division. Moving on further in the card, we got the welterweight division matchup between Li Jing Lang and Muslim Salikov. Jing Lang is a boxer, he's a wrestler, he's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, four of his wins have been by submission, all guillotine jokes. And he has nine wins by knockout. Very versatile fighter. He has seven first-round finishes. Uh, he may have lost two of his last three, but overall he has won eight of his last 11, so he's looking to get back on a winning track with a win Saturday against Solikov. Uh, but Zhang Lang, he, he's a notoriously slow starter who seems to struggle against opponents who can keep him at range. So we'll see what happens here. And Solikov, he's a vicious striker from Dagestan, which, of course, that's where Khabib's from. And, and Solikov is always looking for a spectacular knockout. He has 12 wins by knockout, two by submission, 13 first-round finishes. He's won 16 of his last 17 and five in a row. So however this goes, if this goes, the further this fight goes along, I think it's going to favor Zhang Lang. But uh, if it's going to be a quick fight, it should be in the favor of Solikov. We shall see. Uh, before Solikov got into MMA, uh, he was a notorious kickboxer. Uh, with 185 victories against just 13 losses reportedly and 76 by knockout. So, again, Solikov, a spectacular striker, looks for the great finish. Uh, we'll see what happens come Saturday afternoon in Long Island. Also on the card, we got a flyweight matchup, 125 pounds, Dwayne Matt Schnell and Sue Mudoerji. Uh, Schnell has some heavy hands. He has submission for days. Uh, but, now, you know, nine of his 15 wins have been first-round finishes mostly submissions, and a variety of submissions as well. Armbar, guillotine, inverted triangle. Meanwhile, for uh, Sue Mudaerji, uh, he's a striker fighting out of American top team. 16 wins overall, 13 by knockout. 11 of his 16 wins are first-round finishes. He's won three in a row and seven of his last nine. So judging by those stats, expect a quick fight. Should be over in the first or second round, but... Of course, we say that, and the MMA gods will make this go the distance. So we'll see. It should be a very entertaining fight between Shell, uh, me, Schnell and Muda Ergy. And then uh, also in the featherweight, back to the men's featherweight division, I uh, got a matchup between Saint Shane Burgos and Charles Jardin. Uh, a couple of entertaining wild men. This could be fight of the night, the way these two go at it. Uh, Burgos is a mixed martial artist who, can fit, artist who can finish in all positions. He's not afraid to stand and bang. Uh, he can dish out some punishment. I mean, he's more than willing to take it as well, kind of like a Robbie Lawler type. Uh, Ten of his 14 wins have been finishes. 
uh, five by knockout, five by submission. So he's a very versatile fighter. Uh, six first-round finishes for Shane Burgos. Meanwhile, for Jordan, he's won two in a row in three of his last four. Uh, he has 13 wins overall. Twelve of them have been finishes. Uh, he's an unpredictable striker with speed and stamina. Stamina. So this should be a great, you know, again, a knock 'em sock 'em type of fight uh, come Saturday afternoon between Burgos and Jordan. And finally, the opening bout of the main card uh, this Saturday on UFC and on ABC three. It's a flyweight division uh, between Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate, former UFC and Strikeforce champion. Uh, this fight was originally scheduled for UFC 276 a couple of weeks back, but it was uh, pushed back after Murphy tested positive for COVID. Uh, Lauren Murphy, her last time out, she lost to champion Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, that snapped a five-fight win streak. Uh, but Lauren Murphy, she's tough as nails. You know, she fights with a lot of heart. She's a very strong fighter. So she can stand there and take a lot of punishment and dish it out as well. Meanwhile, Misha Tate, one of the legends in women's MMA. Uh, she's a res wrestler and a grappler. She's making her 125 debut uh, after a uh, uh, she retired for about, yeah, about four or five years. And then she came back, and then now she's making her 125 debut. She feels everything from her weight cut to her mental sharpness is on point. And because of that, she expects to make a statement against Lauren Murphy come Saturday afternoon. Uh, for Misha Tate, for Cupcake, she's got seven wins by submission, four by knockout. And if she wins this Saturday against Lauren Murphy, uh, Misha Tate does expect a shot at the UFC flyweight champ, Valentina Shevchenko. So we'll see what happens this Saturday. Again, that should, that's a fight I've been really looking forward to uh, on this card. Misha Tate against Lauren Murphy should be a great way to kick off that main card on Long Island come Saturday afternoon. All right, let's take a look at some news and notes around the world of MMA. Newly crowned UFC light heavyweight champion Yuri Prochaska wants his next fight to be against the man whom he beat for that belt, and that's Glover Teixeira. Uh, Prochaska feels his performance in the first matchup was bad, in his words, and he wants to show why he wants a chance to show why he's the clear, decisive champion, and he thinks that Teixeira uh, deserves a rematch. Uh, Prochaska has won his last thirteen fights overall. And uh, we'll see if and when this fight takes place, when Prochaska will fight next. Will it be in his native Czech Republic? Who knows? We'll stay tuned for that. All right. One month after retiring, following a submission loss to Karolina Kovakovic, uh, Feliz Herrig announced that she has signed a contract with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Uh, the 37-year-old Herrig began her combat sports career as a kickboxer uh, before getting her spot in the UFC when she was one of the contestants on season 30 of the ultimate fighter and that was the first one to feel uh feature an all-female cast uh they end up com competing for the inaugural ufc strawweight championship uh, eric said she's always really loved boxing uh no word yet on when she'll make her bkfc debut again her last time we saw her uh she lost by submission in her final ufc mma fight to uh carolina uh, Kovakiewicz from Poland, but uh, Felice Herrig now will be part of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship family. Elsewhere in MMA, the Professional Fighters League will hold a couple of playoff events in the UK next month. Well, earlier this, earlier this week, the promotion announced that PFL Europe will debut next year. It'll feature top emerging European fighters and be held in broadcast in prime time in Europe to really expand their uh, global reach and expand their fan base into Europe. 
uh, seeing their own fighters uh, compete for a chance at the PFL uh, rewards. Uh, again, the PFL is launching PFL Europe to help expand its global pr- footprint. So we'll see how that goes come 2023. And then if you're an MMA fan, you may have heard about Nate Diaz. He was in the news earlier this week. Uh, appearing on the MMA Hour, Diaz said he feels like the UFC is holding him hostage. Uh, he has one fight left on his contract, but he hasn't appeared in the Octagon since June of 2021. He's healthy. He's not hurt, so he's been willing to fight anybody, but he feels that the UFC could be holding out for a trilogy fight with Conor McGregor. Remember the two, they did split their first two meetings last fighting, I believe, back in 2016. Uh, McGregor, of course, is recovering from a broken leg suffered against Dustin Poirier last year. Uh, Diaz went on to say that he feels the UFC doesn't want to let him out of his contract. He said that money's not an issue. He claims that He's been offered more money than anyone else in the UFC, with the exception of McGregor. Uh, Nate Diaz is one of the most popular fighters in the UFC. He has lost three of his last four, though. Uh, most recently, a unanimous decision defeat to Leon Edwards 13 months ago. But you know, Nate Diaz, you know, just wants to fight his last fight on the contract and then move on and do other things. He, of course, you know, he and his brother Nick, uh, they're from Stockton, California. They're notorious boxers, really strong boxers, one of the amongst the top boxers in the UFC throughout their time with the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And uh, so Diaz has shown an interest uh, to getting into boxing uh, once he uh, gets out of his UFC contract and whenever he fights his last fight. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the MMA Daily Blitz. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and also on our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. I'll have a recap of UFC on ABC3 early next week. The MMA Daily Blitz is a production of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Again, I am Milan Jordan. Thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you later. Enjoy the fights, everybody.